welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. Open the door. Get on the floor. It's time to vor with dinosaurs. <laughs> what is that? I'm Em. I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we read Megamorphs, number two. This book is called In the Time of Dinosaurs, mm. and it's one of those really cool ones where everyone gets a POV. Ugh. Also known as a megamorph. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done a megamorph. That's true. We've only the done- The last time we did one, Axe was not even on, on in the series. I thought he was. Was he not? I don't think so. When was Axe? What is an megamorph. Axe? I thought he was, he was like we were like, oh, his POV is so refreshing and I can't wait till we get to a full book of it. I thought that was- Oh, the... shit. Maybe he was mm. in it. Hold on. You got to go listen to our back it ta- No, it takes place between- seven and eight and we picked axe up in six i thought oh i thought we picked him up in eight hold on we got it the unknown into the unknown (laughs) no that's the 14th book that's the toilet book uh one two three four five six the capture he's first appearance i'm trying to avoid spoilers yeah oh my god be careful his first appearance was the message which was book number four. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Axe had been okay, around well, never for mind. days by that point. Shit. Joke's on me, I guess. <laughs> anyway. What'd you think of this one? I I would have enjoyed it a lot more if we took out all of the alien stuff. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that because I was really into the dinosaur stuff. Mm-hmm. Dinosaur stuff was fun and solid. And I thought it was nice because the whole premise of Megamorphs, right, as like a book marketing thing, right, mm-hmm. is that it is. I mean, all of these books are books that you could pick up from the Scholastic Book Fair and read by itself. And it's not a big deal. And you're not going to like be like, oh, no, I don't understand anything because that's the whole True. point. But Megamorphs specifically were like a couple dollars more at the Scholastic Book Fair, I believe. So like your mom might not have let you buy that one. So the whole point of like Megamorphs <laughs> is like it's cool if you just don't bother with it or if the library doesn't have that one, it's okay. Like you, you're you fine. So like all of the stuff in it can't matter to the main plot, right? Yes, right. And that's how the last- Everything has to be undone. Yes, everything has it. to be like insular and in a bubble more so even than the regular Animorphs. Yes. So like- this was a good way to do that because we have already established that shit that happens in time travel doesn't matter to the plot. Like it matters to right. the Animorphs and they did some things that have some pretty severe consequences in this book. Extremely not, severe. Not to the plot of Animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like this format. I like the idea of them bouncing around through time. Yes. And just fucking with shit. Yes. If we could get more Megamorphs books in kind of like a Magic Treehouse style, where they are just mm-hmm. going to different points in time and none of it really matters. Very and Doctor Who. Into yeah, it'd be great. I'd be into it. A- animals that they don't get back in the main series because time travel doesn't count or whatever. I'd be into yeah. it. But I know that that's not how the other Megamorphs go. So I think this is our our one chance to be dinos. Mm. And we'll never That's be dinos. <laughs> you just get to be bugs. 
<laughs> you know, I set it up and you spiked it. You spiked that shit. Oh my god, have you been watching Haikyuu? No, I have not. Oh, okay, damn. <laughs> not all volleyball was... references are references. You know what though? I just I was talking about it. Was I talking about it to you? You were. Oh yes, I don't know. you were. I'm trying to get you to watch it, which is I thought you were admitting you watched it, but didn't want to tell me because that would be uncool no, no, to no. admit that you did. I've been watching She-Ra season five. That's that's acceptable. I still haven't watched any of the She-Ra. I can't believe it's already it's done. So gay. <laughs> I loved it. It's great. Mm. Join us next week for our She-Ra podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so let's just get into this one. Yeah, I guess. Let's do it. We seem we seem to be done with our bants here at the beginning. <laughs> We've gone wildly off track, so yes, let's put it back on the track. Uh, so this book starts with Marco watching the news, and he hears that a nuclear sub developed reactor problems and was feared sunk somewhere near where they live, probably San Francisco. So he gets the crew together so they can go search for the sub, I guess. <laughs> because you know what? these andalite bandalites really need is to be exposed to nuclear waste did they give us a reason why they decided to do this or was it literally just no marco was literally like i don't know why i was going to tell jake this only that i knew i should (laughs) maybe okay i have a theory but i'll get into it at the end of the book because it won't make sense a series i have a theory (laughs) it's not really a series that's the thing with the megamorphs books i don't really have serious Mm. theories for them because they don't really connect to the main series but, like, Very true. I have a theory about this book, specifically. Okay. They morph into dolphins, and they find the submarine. Mm-hmm. And they drag one of the search crew members over to it, which I was like, what if that was a yerk? Yeah. But whatever. That was my thought, too, which means we are both <laughs> smarter than these 13-year-olds. <laughs> Thank God. I'm glad I'm smarter than them. <laughs> that would have made me feel bad if I wasn't. <laughs> but actually, maybe not, because it turns out it wasn't a yerk, and we would have wasted precious time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poking it with our stupid dolphin noses. <laughs> and they stand back to watch for a while. Just throwing oatmeal uh, at the- it. <laughs> Get addicted. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, She's wearing a diving helmet. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> so they watch they watch the people rescuing the submarine for a while, but then they realize everyone's starting to flee. And they realize this <laughs> nuclear submarine is going to explode which i have a lot of questions about like the environmental ramifications of this mm-hmm. but whatever this book doesn't really this book doesn't exist, care about i that. guess in the series so who cares <laughs> exactly so they start to book it back to shore but there's an explosion and guess what you guys sorry it came back y'all and thank god it did Oh, yeah, yeah. Boy. That's it. The Vandalites are flung through time and space to 65 million years ago to the time of dinosaurs. You were in marching band. Did you guys have to learn that one? 
Oh no! Well, I we actually played it in junior high band, See. and the French horns have that part, so I know it pretty well. I was wondering because I feel like I played French horn, guys. That was one that came up like every two years in our like mm-hmm. orchestra. I wasn't in orchestra, but like I had to sit through a lot of their concerts because I was in choir, and we all had concerts mm-hmm. together. And I feel like that one came up like every two years. Yeah, <laughs> that and the Jaws theme. Uh, that was another one. Oh. But that one's so boring. Yeah, the violins have a lot of fun with it, though. I think with their do 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 do. Yeah, My- I'm glad this is an audio <laughs> format and not visual because we both looked kind of dumb just now. <laughs> my hair is like all over my face now. I was rocking so hard. It's holding the color pretty well. Yeah, though, it, looks it looks like better. I think. My view. I don't know. Oh, look at that, guys! Look at that. M dyed her hair, but I'm not going to tell you what color it is. It's every color. <laughs> don't tell them. Let them guess. It's every color. <laughs> every color, mm-hmm. and no color. I shaved it. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know, guys. They regain consciousness in a large body of water, still in their dolphin morphs, and they decide to make for shore. However. This giant dinosaur thing appears and just eats Tobias and Rachel. And Jake's like, holy shit, everybody run. This is nasty, guys. This is nasty. They were in the dinosaur and we had to hear about it. (laughs) It And then poor Tobias. I guess because he like, he must have demorphed into a hawk before this happened. No, he does it Uh, in the stomach because Rachel does too. They both are dolphins and they land in the stomach juices as dolphins. And they're like, we can't get out as dolphins. We got to be other things, but we got to demorph to do that. So they do. Mm. And then Tobias gets like immediately fucking wrecked by the stomach lining because he's just a little bird. It just like contrasts and is like fucking pummeling him. And Rachel is like trying to turn into a grizzly bear, but she's also getting kind of wrecked. Uh, it was grody and we had to like hear about the stomach acids it was oh and how she had she had to punch through a lung so Mm -hmm. they could have air to breathe i don't think that's how that works but you know i don't think so either (laughs) but in this book in the science fiction fantasy book it happened was it was it that she because that's what i thought too and i read it that she like punched through to the lung and i was like oh is she gonna like suck the air out of the lung because that's definitely not how that works or was she just trying to make more room or was she trying to get the punch the lung so it like threw them up like what i don't know i was confused. she punched the lung to get air and i think in this book she punched it and the air just filled the stomach and they could breathe again and that gave her the strength to punch through the bear or the dinosaur you know what we don't know how dinosaurs worked this is true we <laughs> this is not a segment we can do because we can't google how do, how do dinosaur lungs although work. maybe we will soon because they just found that mummy dinosaur so like oh that's true. now we'll know now we'll know. How did dino- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it anyway. How did dinosaur lungs work? Probably the same as most lungs would be my <laughs> guess, which is to say not like this. <laughs> eh, it's too sciencey. I'm not going to read it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Cassie, Marco, Jake, and Axe all make it to shore, and they're like mourning Tobias and Rachel. Cassie's like sobbing, like, my friend, we didn't have enough time together. And everyone's like, oh yeah, Tobias has gone too, but Rachel! Yeah, everyone's <laughs> way more upset about Rachel than Tobias. And it was- they really are, all of them are. Like, even Marco's like, really wish Rachel was here to laugh at my jokes or whatever and call me an idiot. There was also a line where they're like, they're talking about it, and I think it's Cassie's point of view, and she's like sobbing on the ground, and one of the guys, I think Jake is like, yeah, it is Jake, goes... Don't cry, Cassie. Don't give up on Rachel and Tobias. 
you know Rachel. If there's a way to survive, she'll find it. But fuck Tobias, I guess. He's not going to be any use. Like, <laughs> y'all are such haters to Tobias. He only has like two morphs. It's that and the human and he could become a raccoon. That's it. But he has got their asses out of so much shit. So they need to this put a little true. bit of respect on his name. Tobias was our MVP before he could do anything mm-hmm. but be a hawk. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. We also got a uh, lot of Tobias info in this book, and it was both very sad because it was like my sad drunk uncle would like. Oh my god! Yeah, I suffered from child abuse for years, and would like the only joy I had was playing with dinosaurs. But oh also, god. it does totally make sense that Tobias was a dinosaur boy. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, this this totally like meshed with yeah. this character. <laughs> One of the two genders: dinosaur boy and horse girl. <laughs> I read a tweet the other day that was like, (laughs) not all middle parts are horse girls, but all horse girls have middle parts. So the four, the four that are still alive, or so they think, uh, start exploring dinosaur world and they want to see if there's a civilization because they're too dumb to realize what's happened to them. So they're wandering around. Uh, Meanwhile, like we said, Rachel morphs into her bear morph and punches her way out of a prehistoric animal's stomach. And Tobias suffers from a broken wing and some shit. And for some reason, and I guess this is the first time that it's been relevant, but for some reason, his body doesn't fix itself after he morphs and demorphs. Like, I thought we knew that this was how it would work. Because it's like, if you are morphing into another animal and then you drop Mm -hmm. that, it's injured, you drop that, you go back to it, you're using the DNA from when you first picked it up. You're not picking up your own DNA or else you guys would be doomed (laughs) to be the same age forever. Which is going to be the case for Tobias, but not for the rest of y'all. Not for everybody else. So, like, obviously that's not how that would work, but they're all like, they're both like, oh my God, I can't believe you're not healing. I don't know what's going on. It's like, well, why would it work that way? Use logic. Or maybe this is something, well, no, yeah, because then Axe would have just, when he had his arm chopped off, would have just morphed and demorphed. Yeah, I don't know why they thought that this was, they make a big deal out of it, though. Yes. They're both very stupid. And his wing just keeps re-breaking every time he morphs and demorphs. Well, I think it's like, I think it's like it goes back to whatever state it was when he yeah so so it's it's like like broken but it's like Mm -hmm. and it's not set because the set stuff would have been stuff that got popped up like clothes right Right. so it would have been like Mm -hmm. like popped off when he morphs even though i assume it would be relatively skin tight but i don't know yeah but i feel like i don't know Mm. the skin tight thing it's like because there's some bulk if you're setting stuff there's like splints right Mm. but later on he has it on his like dinosaur body and that's how Rachel knows it's him. Forgot about that. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't need to make sense. This book know. does not matter. The point of this whole thing was there was a lot of cute Rachel and Tobias stuff. Oh in my this gosh. Book. Rachel had to carry Tobias, mm-hmm. cradle him in her mm-hmm. arms mm-hmm. through the jungle. It was very the cute. The two of them surviving on their own without all of the rest of the animorphs holding them back. Honestly, yes. These two did way more than the other four morphs did. I would almost kind of call bullshit on Rachel because she keeps doing this shit, especially in Megamorphs, but in other books too, where she runs off and leaves the group and is off by herself doing some dumb shit, but it was with Tobias. She has to be to be her best self. She doesn't need the rest of them. She needs to go solo and Tobias needs to be her manager. I think these are just proving that Rachel is the Megamorph. For sure. For sure. She's the best one. There's this whole section, this whole next section. I'm not doing it enough justice because a lot of stuff happens, but 
like it's not the relevant stuff to the plot, but they do a lot of stuff that is basically running from dinosaurs. I do want to talk about briefly in this section because mm-hmm. it gets into one of our favorite things, which is K.A. Applegate just getting buck wild with the animal facts <laughs> and very incorrect <laughs> with them because I didn't. Uh-huh. I've pre Googled this because I wanted to make sure I wasn't going oh, actually insane. Man, now we're going to miss out on one of our best segments, which is <laughs> what everyone listen to. <laughs> you can Google along at home if you like. There's a part of this book where Rachel and Tobias run into a pack of Deinonychuses, I believe is how it said, but could be wrong, and I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but they're like these big-ass pack dinosaurs that are described as, let me find if I have the exact quote, because it was stupid. Um, so they see them for the first time, right? And they're like, yes. Tobias sees them, and Rachel doesn't, because Tobias has his beautiful hawk eyes. And... Rachel's like, what up with those dinosaurs? And he's like, she's like, how big? And she's like, or he's like, not big. Maybe five feet tall, 10 feet long from nose to tail. Seems pretty fucking big to me. And she says, big deal. That's only about the size of a big kid or a small man. No, it's not, Rachel. It's much bigger than that. What small man is 10 feet long? What are you talking about? And then, and then, <laughs> big what big kid is ten feet long is the better question. <laughs> and then Tobias says, "Wrong comparison. That's about the size of a wolf. It super isn't. It super is not. It is not. It is not. There is no a ten foot long wolf. No They've f- been wolves. They have been wolves. They are saying that wolves are five feet tall and ten feet long. That is wildly inaccurate. I would die." That would be the most terrifying Werewolves, thing. maybe. And then later, she turns into a bear, and she's like, oh, they were 10 feet long, so not as big as me, this bear. And I'm like, what? Here's the thing. They are definitely smaller in mass <laughs> than a bear, because, like, bears are big and bulky, and these dudes are, like, lizards, right? They're big lizards. But, like, uh-huh. lizard birds, whatever, dinosaur people, don't get at me. Uh, I was never a dinosaur boy. Uh, <laughs> so like, But you could become one. But like the fact that I could one day, the fact that they keep using the stat of 10 feet long, which I understand includes the tail. And if you don't include the tail, they're not that like, yeah, they actually aren't that big. But then don't include the tail in your measurements, because what you keep telling me is that these things are 10 feet long and then comparing them to wolves and bears. And that is not correct. And you need to stop doing it. How long is a wolf? Uh, five a feet. A wolf is 3.9 to 6.6 feet long. Yeah. So like not 10 feet. Tigers are th- could be up to 13 feet long. Tigers are big so, chonking boys. Yeah. So what Tobias should have said is it's about the size of a tiger. He should have been like, it's the size of Jake when he's a tiger. It's the size of your cousin, Jake the tiger. <laughs> a thing that we all can, you know, agree on as a standard of measurement. <laughs> Tigers. <laughs> and again, like, I get why he's like, oh, it's a wolf because they have like pack hunting and whatever. But it's like, don't do it as a size comparison then. Because what you have just told me is you think that wolves are 10 feet long. <laughs> and that, sir, is not the case. And five feet tall. Can you imagine a five foot tall wolf? That's some Game of Thrones shit before Game of Thrones yes. was garbage. 
Anyway. I'm all super bummed out now. Thanks. You reminded me Game of Thrones ended poorly. You're welcome. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe one day we'll get to read the book. I also want to talk about how um, during all of their dinosaur escapades here, Mm -hmm. there is like a fallen T-Rex, right? Axe is able, first of all, Axe is able to kill a T-Rex with his tail. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether or not this T Rex was distracted by Jake rolling around in the dirt, mm-hmm. how did I just did Axe kill a T Rex with his tail yes, with, blade with three swipes of his tail? Okay. It went thwap 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 thwap. That aside, they then like mm-hmm. I don't know what you're they confused then about. Go on and and cook the T Rex meat. Okay, Dude. that's fine. They make jerky, whatever. But then they make shoes. Out of the T-Rex's scale. I will say, though, that was the hardest Cassie has ever been, and I approve. Yeah, Cassie was really being, like, no-waste Cassie lifestyle. I will get into this at the end of the episode, but Cassie fucking shone in the first half of this book. She was, mm-hmm. after she got over the crying thing, which I do think is reasonable to be sad about your dead friend. Your best friend got eaten by an yes. animal. But, yeah. like... When they are doing this and not having to fight enemies, hey, guess what? Cassie's useful. Cassie's like, yeah. Cassie's like, so stop going on adventures yes. where you have to kill people. Cassie's over and here fucking tanning T Rex hide in order forest. to make them shoes and being like, we'll use its guts as laces. It's like, okay, Cassie, I don't think, sure. I don't think that would work, but the fact that you're doing it, I approve. The fact that you immediately thought to do yes. that, yeah, cool, yeah. awesome. Let's do more of this. I would have just been over here with brambles in my feet, but no. <laughs> You're doing so much to help the squad. Thank you, Cassie. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is the one time Cassie's been good in I don't know how many books. Yeah. You know what Cassie should be doing? No, what? Cassie should be in charge of acquiring new morphs. That should yes. be her job. She should not be going out on missions. She should be bringing them morphs back. And I- She needs to do research and be like, okay, you guys mm-hmm. need this kind of, you need to do this kind of thing. Yep. I'll get you the morph. Yep. I will find, yeah. I will source material for you. I will go to the zoo and read yes. all the placards to tell you what animal is best. I mean, she could go to the woods. She could go to the woods, pick up the morph herself, use that to like lure other animals to them mm-hmm. to touch, to get their little fingies on. Mm-hmm. If I don't think we've ever really resolved if you can morph from another morph, like if you can pick up a morph from someone who's morphed, I don't think that's been resolved, but it seems like probably not, or they would be doing it all the time. And then, and then, because she has gone to uh, being more behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. she and Jake are distant. Distant, because Jake is all about, like, gotta kill. Uh But Marco, who's all like, I don't know if we should do all of these violent things all the time, starts to become closer to Cassie. And, like, we can give him a job, too, in, like, tech or something. He can do tech. Yeah, he can he can connect to AOL. Yeah, that's his one job now. Because <laughs> uh, guess what? There was some Marco Cassie shit in this book, too. There was some Marco mm-hmm. Cassie stuff. Um, A lot of stuff happens. There's a lot of dinosaurs. Is, yeah, a lot, just, they're running for their lives, and they don't know how to function in this world that is not designed for mammals, let alone humans. So stuff happens. They all meet up again. As Rachel and Tobias are falling into a 500-foot gorge. <laughs> gorge. Gorge. <laughs> it's the goofy gorge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Rachel and Tobias are just like, ah, <laughs> Oh, that's why you were laughing so hard. Your head was in your hands. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, they fall into the gorge and... <laughs> It turns out it's okay. Word. They never hit the bottom because there is a force field there protecting an ancient alien civilization because, of course, aliens lived on Earth during the time of dinosaurs. Now, is of it course. technically ancient? Because <laughs> it's uh, then times. It's ancient from our perspective. It's ancient for us, but for them, for it's them, like... It's then. It's the end of them. Yes. <laughs> And, like, they kind of just got there, didn't they? Like, they, they well, haven't been there yes, that long. Yes, they just crash-landed on Earth. Well, the ones, the Mercora. I don't know about the Nesk, though, if that was the all of the Nesk. It seemed like both of them had just kind of got there, like, fairly recently. Like, not like, yeah, not like yesterday, but, like, I would say, like... Long enough to set up a force field and broccoli yeah. farms, but not long enough to... Not long enough to be ancient. Reproduce. I would even say maybe maybe some some doinking. You know, Some, but like they felt stable enough to join. Yeah, I feel like they they maybe had like a couple <laughs> generations going, but like I don't think I don't think this was like oh they've been here for millennia and laid the groundwork for all of mankind. Like it's not that type of ancient aliens, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like these aliens built the pyramids. Yeah. I mean they may, but it's close. They might have built a pyramid at the place they were hanging out at, but spoiler, it got blown up. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so <laughs> there are two groups of aliens on Earth: the Mercora, who are basically these asymmetrical refugees, and the only remaining people of their species. They look real funny, and they just like to grow broccoli because, guys, broccoli comes from aliens. <laughs> I think the Mercora might be my favorite aliens in this series. I want to just read their description. Yeah, they're just—they're um, very strange, and I love them. Okay, so let me just read this description of the Mercora because it was a little bit wild. Uh, this is from Axis POV, if that matters to anybody at all. It does. To me. Uh, <laughs> but this race, these Mercora, were just strange. For one thing, they were not at all symmetrical. They moved upon seven legs, four on one side, three on the other. To make matters worse, the four legs are larger than the three, so they scuttled sideways in the direction of the small legs. They stood about half the height of a tall human and seven or eight feet wide. These are absolute units. <laughs> On the side with the four big legs, there was a sort of three-way pincer claw. It looked very powerful. On the other side, the weak side, there were two arms similar to my own. Oh, I guess that's why it mattered that axe is POV. Uh, but even stronger than human arms. So these little tiny, like, T-Rex arms, but very buff. <laughs> and the arms ended in long, tapered, delicate fingers. <laughs> and there were a lot of eyes. They kept opening and shutting, one or two or three at a time. And they were each hidden behind tiny trap doors in the Mercora's exoskeleton or shell. <laughs> okay. But- what a gross thing to make up. <laughs> but also, though... Tiny trap doors is a wild way to describe eyelids. Uh. <laughs> like, like, that's what that is, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think it's like literally something with a handle that you <laughs> gotta crank it lift up, up and time. down. Like, why would he say, Axe. why would he go, even if they're not like exactly like eyelids, 
Why would his first thing to compare them to be trap doors? Tiny trap of eyelids. But I do love the Mercora and they are my faves. And also, as this isn't important to the plot, but later when some stuff happens, they rip off their own arms in penance for like killing people. Yeah. Which is very metal. That was pretty metal. Yeah. Uh, so those are the Mercora. They love broccoli, and they also use thought speech. So they're only they're most comfortable talking to Axe. And later on, they give him like these thought speech walkie talkies or something. On the subject um, of broccoli, uh-huh. and therefore food. And this is a terrible segue, but I didn't know where else to fit this in. And I think okay. we already passed it in the book. I did want to bring this up in regards to tracking animorphs. I have more info for us. Okay. Which you you may you may think how how could you possibly have more info? This takes place in the Cretaceous period. There's nothing. There's no mm. info here to give us to give us clues about their location. But well, Cassie did fuck up and say when I was at the Golden Gate yeah, Bridge. Yeah, that too. That's <laughs> not even one I highlighted because I was just like, oh well, because um, they could have gone there. Whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> this is the more ridiculously stupid, intense one I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. When. Rachel is very, very flirtatiously yelling at Tobias for killing uh-huh. her that one time. <laughs> she brings up that she's hungry and she starts listing the things that she wants to eat. And one of those things is pancakes with maple syrup. And she says, has to be maple syrup. What kind of person puts boysenberry syrup on pancakes what kind of person indeed i would posit (laughs) that if i was to be discussing my favorite syrup flavors and i said my favorite is maple what kind of person put blank would put blank syrup what kind of person would choose blank syrup as their favorite i would never say boysenberry because boysenberry is not a popular syrup flavor it is sold in the contiguous u.s but it is not that popular a syrup flavor, except in the land where boys and berries come from, California. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> I spent 20 minutes researching boys and berries, you guys. Dang. Dang. Oh, anyway. Rachel, you idiot. Rachel, you beautiful, fool. strong idiot. We can triangulate we now. Know. We know where you at. Like, my point is, I know, I know, guys, that, like, Smucker's sells boysenberry syrup, although they are sold out at the moment, but... I also noticed that when I clicked, I was like, mm, maybe I'll buy some. No, it was sold out. <laughs> they do, they do sell it, and, like, you can get it elsewhere in the U.S., but, like, I don't think anyone, like, from Ohio, where I am, would be like, hey, list your favorite syrup flavors, and be like, mm, maple, boysenberry, like, no way. Boysenberry wouldn't make, like, top ten. <laughs> Boysenberry sounds like one of those made-up berries, you know? I know they're real. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had boysenberry shit while I was in California, and, like, it's good. It's fine. But, like, it's just berries. It's just <laughs> I was trying to think if IHOP had them in their, like, little four-piece no, four no, syrup thing, but they don't. they don't. It's butter pecan. Mm-hmm. Which is original. actually the best syrup, by the way. Mm, I don't know. Strawberry and blueberry. Oh, no. Fuck off with strawberry. Blueberry I can get on board with. Oh, I was saying those are the four. Oh, oh I, I thought you were... I don't... I don't like syrup. I can... I can no longer... I don't... I can no I don't longer eat syrup be friends with you. I eat syrup on, like, all breakfast foods. 
Yeah, I know that's like your thing is like make it wet. <laughs> and also commit food crimes. Food, but make it wet is M's whole shtick. <laughs> but not too wet. I'm not a big fan of soup. That yeah, soup bad. Smoothies? Mm. Smoothies, yes. Dude, yes. guess what I found out the other day? Uh, this, this episode is buck wild. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I can make fruit into sherbet. Hold on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I can make fruit and then I was just. <laughs> no, no, no. I can make sherbet okay. at home and then I don't have uh-huh. to chew the fruit. Can eat uh- fruit. <laughs> But you could already make smoothies at home. Yeah, but it's a different way to make a moist food. Okay, that's fair. I just don't like chewing, you guys. It's a lot of work for some. So much work. Oh, man. Anyway, this other alien species that's on Earth in prehistoric times are the Nesk. Which are basically a bunch of tiny ants who can join together to form the appearance of whatever they need to be. Um, they're like a scavenger race, and so they they form, they become the form of whatever alien they stole this technology from, so that they can use it. And they want to control everything on the planet. They think of the planet and the dinosaurs on it as theirs, and they hate that there are other sentient beings there. So they've been fighting with the Mercora and trying to kill them. And now that they there was like. Rachel and Tobias had a run in with them too, and so now they're feeling feeling even more threatened. So, uh oh, yeah. Um, also important to note is that there is a huge comet in the sky, but Axe did the math, and apparently it isn't going to hit Earth. So, bullet dodged. Also important to know, our resident dinosaur boy brings this up a couple times. They are in the late Cretaceous period, which is the last time of the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs mm-hmm. are the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs are on their way out. <laughs> we have to go to the dinosaurs. <laughs> we have to find the dinosaurs. <laughs> New action movie. Oh my god, I love it. It'd be like Transformers, the one where they're dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if they- are they robots that turn into yeah. actual living, breathing dinosaurs? No, this is like an actual. There was an actual Transformers movie oh. where they were dinosaurs. <laughs> I didn't see that. I one. didn't either, but you know, there yeah, were. It sounds like you saw it. <laughs> sounds like you love it. It was like Transformers: Rise of the Ancient in the Lost time Kingdom. of dinosaurs. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's just like you named. That's like half of the Star Wars and Jurassic Park titles yeah. together. <laughs> that's basically Transformers, right? Uh, the the Vandalites hang out with the Mercora for a while until they finally decide that they need to fix the Saria Rip so they can go back to their regular time. Um, and also important to note is that Tobias is like, don't tell anyone that we come from future Earth, you guys, because these people aren't around in our time and there's no evidence that they were ever here. So just... So like, keep this on the DL. <laughs> and Rachel's like, you guys saved our lives. We'll do anything to help you. And Tobias is like, shut up, shut the fuck up, Rachel, shut up. <laughs> God damn it, you're so beautiful, but, but so stupid. But tell them, <laughs> you stupid, beautiful bitch. <laughs> the the Mercora tell them, actually, hold on, tea time. I do want to talk about, 
um, the shipping part here because mm-hmm. Tobias like admits full on that he one likes Rachel and two thinks that she's like the most beautiful thing he's ever seen in his life, which is so sweet. <laughs> Although to be fair, basically every Animorphs book, everyone's like Rachel is the most beautiful thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone's like Jake has a silky voice, and I'm like, why? Jake's Jake's this? voice got low and silky like it does when he's mad. Why are you all saying this? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's only in the Cassie POVs. Mm-hmm. I think she's just real turned on by angry I feel like I've heard it from other ones but I'm not gonna go back and look (laughs) we'll have to start tracking it if in the next book that's the Cassie POV she talks about Joe's she talks about Jake's low silky voice we'll know that's what's keeping her (laughs) keeping her on the hook yeah he gets mad she's like oh god Yes, talk silky to me, Jake. Anyway, these 13-year-olds. <laughs> oh, this episode is just... It went a lot of places. I think part of it's because I think I might be having heat stroke, but it's fine. It's fine, you guys. I'm sure it's fine. The Mercora tell them, them the Bandalites, that the Nesk have some nukes that they can use to cause an explosion that would send the Bandalites back to where they came from. So they decide to go on a stealth mission to retrieve these bombs and detonate them back in the body of water they originally appeared in. Because I guess that's an important aspect of it. You have to be in and around the same place. I thought it was just because they didn't want to blow up random shit. Because at first they were like, Mm. well, we can't do it here because we'll blow up the Mercora and that would be bad. So then I thought that they were (laughs) like, well, if we do it elsewhere, we'll blow up a bunch of dinosaurs. And then Cassie was like, I'm not allowing that. So then they're like, even though all the dinosaurs are already dead. Yeah, whatever. And then they're like, let's get in the water because it's not like we have seen aquatic animals, except we super have. So I don't really know what the thought process was. (laughs) Those aren't real animals. Those don't count. Fish don't count. They decide to go to the Nesk base disguised as dinosaurs because the Nesk don't care if the dinosaurs roam around wherever they want. And there's a small bit of drama because Cassie doesn't want to turn into a predator like the T-Rex. And when she does, it completely takes over her mind and she accidentally kills another dinosaur and she like totally loses her shit and it's dumb. Cassie killed a police officer. Cassie killed a police officer in the very first fucking book. So I don't even... Maybe this is her, like, trying to atone for that sin, but shut the fuck up, Cassie. You are a dinosaur 65 million years in the past. I feel like they're trying to, like, retcon that she killed that police officer, and I feel like I should maybe go reread it, but I'm definitely not gonna. But, like, they're trying to act like that didn't happen. Like... Yeah. But wasn't it... It's like the a pilot episode of a show, yes. and it's, like, completely different. And there's even a different actor playing a specific role, and you're just like, mm, what happened here? Yes. It's like that Cassie got replaced and yes, it's a completely They're like Cassie. we need a less bloodthirsty Cassie. We already have Cuz we have Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel's getting out of Rachel hand. was getting out of hand in this book though. Like she, she was She was a little and I mean like I was here for it cuz it was super cute with Tobias cuz like they were like out mm. with the dinosaurs and she's like let's fucking fight a T-Rex and Tobias is like I need you to chill. <laughs> He's like honey no. <laughs> and it was really cute but also like it's a problem. <laughs> I feel like she is due for some sort of reckoning yeah. where Rachel realizes she is not strong. And then there's going to be like a sad book or two where she's like, I can't do nothing. But then she does a thing and she's like, oh, I'm strong again. And then she's going to go back to ripping things throats out with her yes. bare teeth. I hope so. I love that. Though. I just, I love good. that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they deal with Cassie's shit and then go to the base. 
But apparently the Nesk have invented some kind of technology that lets them detect thought speech because of the Mercora. Which, like, they already knew because in their first run-in with the Nesk, the Nesk were like, we heard your thought speech. Yeah. So, like, kids, what are we doing? (laughs) Remember these important details, kids, children. If only they had someone who was good at strategizing. I know. Now that he's now that he's on the front line, I think Tobias has stopped using his brain as much. A little bit, because I think he's deferring to Jake more. Cause Yeah. Except not in the end of this book, which is baller as fuck. Oh my god, I loved it so it much. It was so good. Um there's a skirmish, and Rachel's able to grab the bomb, and they're all running, and the Mercora show up in their spaceships to shield the Bandalites as they demorph, and one of the ships gets blown up. And the survivors on the other ship, this is when they all chop off their legs to honor those that died and as punishment also for killing, because they're not supposed to do that either. And Cassie gets all weepy about it. And they're like, you'll just have to live with the pain in your heart. And she's like, I will forever. It felt less like, see, this was the the thing I was like, okay, this is actually good for Cassie, because it felt less like they were doing it because they weren't supposed to kill people, but more just like as an acknowledgement that they had Mm -hmm. killed someone. And that like, even if you're killing things for like a good cause, like it's still fucked up to kill people, but you can still kill them. And I think this was like the lesson Cassie needed to hear was like, Yes, we. I don't under- think she's gonna. I don't take think it to she internalized though, it because this is a mega. I don't think book. so. But like, <laughs> she should have learned that like, yes, killing is bad. But like, this is the situation you're in, and sometimes you have to kill people, and you can like or be, be sad about it later. But you do still have to kill them. It's okay that as a dinosaur, you ate another dinosaur. Stop being such a wimp. Oh my god. I hated that scene so much. I wanted to tear the pages out of the book, but it was. I liked it because the crabs ripped off their own legs and that was metal. Oh, no, that part was good. (laughs) Oh, the dinosaur. The T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. When she first kills the dinosaur. That was stupid. And then it. But the one redeeming feature it had was it did turn into a Marco Cassie moment at the end. Yeah. When Cassie was Mm -hmm. like giving her big speech about respecting life. It's going to make us like Nazis if we morph into animals and eat other animals. (laughs) Whatever. And like stomped away. And uh-huh. it's, I think it was Jake POV or something, because he's like, I expected Marco to be like, make some quip about it, but he just looked after her and was like, I see why you like that girl, Jake. And I'm like, yes, Marco is into Cassie. Marco is falling for her. Mm-hmm. The, maybe that will be the thing that makes Cassie more tolerable, and I hate to say that, but uh, I think she needs to mark up. I think she needs to get away from Jake also. Yeah, so the insufferable duo. And Jake would be much less insufferable if he was with Axe. We know this to be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Axe, who eats too many cinnamon rolls and just likes to have a good time. Yeah. Jake needs to take care of his alien boyfriend and have their weird relationship dynamic where he's in charge of Axe. <laughs> and it's kind of problematic. <laughs> he can mother one person instead of the yes, whole group. Yes, exactly. Yes. Focus all of his energy on Axe. On his boyfriend. Yes. That is definitely not codependent. No, at all. it's fine. very healthy. I don't think <laughs> I don't think we can expect Jake to be in a healthy relationship. I think the this most we can hope for is that he's in a codependent relationship that distracts him from being annoying to everyone else. <laughs> in a relationship that makes me like him a yeah. little more. Anyway, they take the bomb back to the Mercora force field. Uh, sorry, my mouse is about to die. Plug it in. Oh no! Just all kinds of stuff. Don't let the mouse die. What would Cassie say? What would Cassie say? Oh my God! The mouse nature. Oh my God! Let me put it in my vagina. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was like, I found this thing online. I forgot which group text I sent it to, but it was like a speaker that you put into your vagina. (laughs) 
so that your fetus can hear music. And it's not. And here's the thing. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Sticking a Bluetooth speaker up your vagina. It is not a Bluetooth speaker. (laughs) You have to have the cord. You have to plug it into your fucking phone. Oh, man. So that's that's that out of context (laughs) reference to putting a mouse on your vagina because it's the same thing. Anyway. All that is to say, where was I in my notes? Okay. They take the bomb back to the Mercora force field, but suddenly the comet looks a lot closer than it did. Dun, dun, dun. Apparently, the Nesk have decided that if they cannot have the planet to themselves, nobody gets it. So they've gone and wrangled this comet and changed the trajectory of it to impact Earth and kill everyone. And the Mercora are like, we know you worked really hard to get that bomb, and we're not asking you to give it to us, but if you did, we could blow up the comet so it doesn't destroy Earth and the dinosaurs. <laughs> so everyone has to think about this, and they take a vote. And they're like, should we go back to our time, or should we give the bomb to the Mercora so that they can save themselves? And surprisingly, the group votes on giving the bomb to the Mercora. But after the Mercora take it away, Tobias is like, guys, morph into birds. We got to get out of here. <laughs> let's go. And they're let's like, go. why? Let's and go. he's like, I won't tell you till we morph. So they all morph into the birds. And he's like, um, Axe hacked the bomb so it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we have to make sure the dinosaurs die. <laughs> this is the comet. <laughs> this is such a power play <laughs> Tobias. here's the thing here's the other thing about this tobias is like i everybody's like oh i thought we discussed this and tobias is like i made this choice so you wouldn't have to and let me Which tell is you so good that is the thing that they have all been saying jake is so good at is making the hard choices to protect everyone else yep. guess what yep. jake's yep. a little bitch and was gonna let the mercora live and tobias is over here being like nah close time loop baby yeah <laughs> jake was like no let's just completely alter the future and tobias is like i cannot have this tobias is like i have played with so many dinosaurs i know this must be true And he also, like, he shoots down Cassie. He's like, nah, bitch, listen. (laughs) Humans cannot evolve if there are still dinosaurs, you idiot girl. And he brings up the the fact to Cassie that, like, everything cannot evolve if they're, like, if the dinosaurs live, that means everything after the dinosaurs doesn't, which is, like. It's just dinosaurs all the way down. Which is, like, probably the best way to handle Cassie to be like I get that you think that this is the thing that is best for nature but actually the thing that is best for nature is this right she goes thanks Tobias but she didn't know in her commentary she's like I didn't know I was actually thankful for I was just being a sarcastic little bitch she was being sarcastic (laughs) she was and then later so the comet hits spoiler alert (laughs) history um the (laughs) comet hits and creates a large enough explosion to fix the Saria rip. But Cassie is like, I couldn't help but m- weep for Mother Earth. And I'm like, girl, you know it turns out fine, right? Because you live in the future? She's like, I was so sad for Mother Earth. But then also I knew that that was just a construct and like not really anything. And Mother Earth doesn't really exist. And I was really just weeping because I felt bad. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, at least you're aware <laughs> that this is like your full... I don't know what you're doing anymore, Cassie. Her whole character is just 
It was like it was written specifically to irritate the shit out of me. <laughs> I think the problem with Cassie is that she has perfectly normal emotions about things, but then tries to make it seem like it's because of some yes, big plan, yes. right? Like she's like, I'm sad about the skunk dying because of the beauty of nature. It's like, no, you're sad about the it's skunk cute. dying because it's a cute, fuzzy animal and it mm-hmm. died in front of you. Like, that's, that's why fine. you're sad. Like, that's okay. Death you can is be a sad about thing. that. You can have emotions. Like, you can be sad that all the dinosaurs died because that is sad. And also they had to... And the Mercora that helped you. <laughs> and also they had to watch, like, the death of the dinosaurs. Oh, my God. Yeah, they did and, like, not the one... get to just skip all that. They saw, like, the last T-Rex <laughs> die of starvation. And I'm like, yeah, that would be very sad to watch. But it's not because of, like, you're so connected with Mother There's Earth. There's nothing you could that's... have done to stop it. <laughs> it's what had to have happened. Girl. And the fact that... She's just... Humans evolved because of a 13 year old hawk (laughs) it's just so cool (laughs) here's i guess since that's pretty much the end of the book right yes because here's my serious theory for this book which is really just a theory about this book okay the thing at the beginning when marco was like i don't know why i have to tell jake this but i have to tell jake this it was the elemist well, either that or just it's a closed time loop, oh, yeah, right? Like they had to go back in time to destroy the dinosaurs in order for everything to happen the way that it happened. And so when it got to that point, he had to do it just because that's because like that's how the way it is. happened. Right. So like, because they get into that a little bit. They're like, what if we do this and it does destroy the dinosaurs? But what if we do this and actually that's the wrong thing to do and it was supposed to, like, they're like, what if we mess up? What if we mess up everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but I think that what I think the way time travel works in these books is that they are closed time loops. Yes. Like, whatever happened happened, and you can't change the past because it's all those things are what cause you to do the things in the future, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is something else at play here. It seems whether that be destiny mm-hmm. or the Elemist or I don't know a comet. I just I don't I wouldn't call it. Destiny, I would think it would just be like in order for timelines to exist without mm. an inevitability like, paradoxes, right? Like yeah. if if Marco didn't have that urge to go tell Jake, none of this would have happened, and so Marco would never exist, right? So the only timeline that makes sense is one that is closed. Yes. So like in order for a universe to exist without a paradox, like that's how time travel works in this universe is that it, you can't create a paradox essentially. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, time travel. But of course, at the end, none of it matters because they go back to their own time. And as we learned in the last time travel book, they don't get to keep those. Sad marks. day, though. Can you imagine just being a T-Rex? God, it'd be so good if they showed up in the main and series. And Viscer 3 turns into like one of his awful glob monsters. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, hold on. Like, and four T-Rexes pop up. I'm a T-Rex, bitch. I'm a T-Rex. Like... <laughs> What are you even gonna Just do, Mister Three? Three? Just chomp them a little bit. Oh my god, I love it. Also, I like the the Axe and Tobias Forest Bros. I like this dynamic of where like it's kind of set up in the last book that we read, where Axe and Tobias are the only ones that really know what it feels like to be separated from their kind, mm-hmm. right? And now they're like yeah. telling secrets. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder how that went because we don't get that like I want that PV so bad. Yeah. Did Tobias like did 
Did he lie to Axe and say like, oh, Jake said it's okay? I think they're just such good friends. They were both like, you know what has to happen here, right? And Axe is like, "Mm, yeah, I'm I'm deactivating the bomb now. But Axe also has sworn that he will serve Jake and only Jake. So like, how is he allowed to take orders from Tobias? Jake never said, don't disarm the bomb. (laughs) All right. That seems like following the letter of the law and not the spirit. But... Uh, oh man so who is your uh, most valuable morph then tobias of course of course our boy our boy tobias and rachel dream team here oh yeah but rachel like i said was being a little bit a little bit crazy tobias had to bring her in Uh uh-huh and i was gonna say for a lot of this book i was gonna give it to cassie because i was like you know what she's doing great she's trying her best she's like bringing stuff to the team but then she went on that stupid fucking t-rex rant and i was like nope you're done you're done i'm done with you you're out you're out i'm writing you off you're off the list tobias wins (laughs) (laughs) oh gross what was your most morbid moment my most morbid moment was the part where they fast forwarded through the destruction of Earth. Oh my god, that's so brutal. <laughs> it was fucked up. Oh. I think mine was probably the point where they realize what Tobias has done though. Like where he's like, "Listen up, y'all, cuz this is it. The beat that I'm banging is delicious or whatever." <laughs> I lyrics to that song. <laughs> that was it. Okay, Fergalicious, death. Uh, yeah, Tobias, when Tobias revealed his plan mm-hmm. and they had to all like just come to terms with that. But Tobias taking that burden, dude. Yeah, because he's the one who can make tough calls, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. Jacob. His voice doesn't get low and silky when he's angry, though. He just mm-hmm. squonks a lot. I will also give a shout out to the dinosaur vor scene because that was gross as fuck. Yeah, mm, didn't care for that. Not a fan. Anyway. Anyway. That was this book. That was this book. It was good. I enjoyed. Thanks for coming along this long journey with us. There was a lot going on in this episode. So next week, we will be reading the first book in my new unit. Yeah. The Yearling by Marjorie Kinnon Rawlings. Rawlings. And then the week after that, we'll be back with more Animorphs, with Animorphs number... 19? 19. The Cassie. The Cassieing. Yeah, the Cassieing. The rant. The 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 departure. The departure. Hopefully of oh, Cassie. Departure from the album putting the days to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a departure, right? Yeah. It's familiar. Not too familiar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> One day they're gonna sue us. <laughs> no way. It's not like we completely model our speech patterns off theirs no no absolutely not Um, that would be absurd (laughs) it would be buck wild um anyway uh more animals two weeks from now can't wait in the meantime if you need to drop any dinosaur facts in our inbox you can tweet at us at shelfawarecast or email us shelfawarecast at gmail.com as always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Because if you don't, I will feed you to a dinosaur. Oh, ew. <laughs> Why were you? 
<laughs> because I was going to say something about feeding you to a dinosaur. And I was like, oh, we're on the same wavelength. But then, then it was, was like, like ew. I don't like the actual thing, though. <laughs> oh, gracious. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you do not use Apple Podcasts, that's A-okay because you can talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. I didn't say that last episode. You didn't. It's okay. It's all right. In the words of K.A. Applegate, oh, man, Tobias, we are going to need some better morphs. That's a reference to the wrong animal thing. You should have done that in the shark book. What are we doing? (laughs) You should have done that in every book leading up to this book. (laughs) What were we even talking about? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there was a point you were going to read something or say something. I think I said it. It was the uh, thing about Tobias. And then. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I was talking about the tweet that not all middle parts. Oh, yeah. Are horse girls, but all horse girls have middle parts. <laughs> so we're talking about the two sexes, two genders, dinosaur boys and horse girls. Yes. And we heard a lot of sad stuff about Tobias. Yes. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of that. Yeah. Train of sure. thought, right? Okay. <laughs> you can continue if you want. Well, we could have, we could have riffed on it if we had stuff to riff on, but I don't think we can. There's no going back. It's sad to riff on child de- neglect. Yeah, I meant more the <laughs> dinosaur boy thing. We could. Oh. Uh, we don't have to though. It's fine if we move on. Okay. <laughs> God damn it.